0: In this presentation, we will discuss prohibited transactions with regard to traditional IRAs. This information can be found in publication 590A. So as we consider the IRAs, note that we have a benefit. We have a deal in essence with the IRS saying that we're going to get some preferential tax treatment. Typically, that tax treatment that is preferentials that we don't include in income, the amount that, that we distribute, or we get a deduction for it. But the IRS says that you have to have it in the uh, retirement account and you have to basically hold on to it until retirement at that point in time when you pull it out we get to tax you at that point in time that's in essence the deal now if we break that deal in some way then we have uh, some problems and we have to deal with that in some way and the question of course is well what are those things that are, are prohibited and uh what kind of penalties were are related to them back to the text The tax advantages of using traditional IRAs for retirement savings can be offset by additional taxes and penalties if you don't follow the rules. There are additions to the the regular tax for using your IRA funds in prohibited transactions. So if you use the IRA funds for prohibited transactions then it could be subject to problems here. Uh, So there are also additional taxes for the following activities. So there could be additional taxes in essence you know additional tax kind of you can think of as a penalty for these types of transactions investing in collectibles so collectible items uh, if the investment is in some type of collectible items like you know stamps or whatever the collectible item might be uh, making excess contributions taking early distributions see publication 590b allowing excess amounts to accumulate failing to take required distributions so remember we have to at some point in time, Take the money out in a required distribution. The IRS wants uh, it to be saved for retirement, not to be saved basically indefinitely, never in, in essence never be taxed on. And having unrelated business income, uh, there are penalties for overstating the amount of non-deductible contributions and failure to file Form 8606 if required. So you can you can imagine one of the problems the IRS is going to have with tracking this information. Is that if we put if we put money in uh, and we put more money, say we got a deduction of five thousand five hundred, and we put more money in uh, than that, or if we put five thousand five hundred in and um, we were only allowed a, a deduction of three thousand or something, then we would have part of it that we didn't get. In essence, if we have any money in there that we didn't get the deduction from, then it, it's money that is part of the cost basis, and when we withdraw it out. It's not going to be taxable uh, when we draw it out. So note the general rule is you don't pay taxes when you put it in, you get a deduction. Then when you take it out, you pay taxes on it. But what if when you put it in, you didn't you didn't get the benefit? You paid taxes on it because you didn't qualify for the deduction. Well, then when you take it out, you don't have to typically pay uh, taxes on that portion of it. and you could see what that what people taxpayers might be incentivized to do then. Is to report more money in in the IRA that uh, they didn't uh, get a tax benefit on, and misreport that information in essence. Uh, and there's of course going to be penalties for that because that's an attempt to uh, mis you know misguide what's re- what's really going on. Have have money in the IRA and characterize it basically as money that's not going to be taxed upon distribution when in essence it should be. So you could just be subject to penalties for that. This chapter discusses those acts that you should avoid and the additional taxes and other costs, including loss of virus status, uh, that apply if you don't avoid those acts.